Welcome to My Fireside Chat. I am Brian Macbeth. In this show, I talk to my friends, family members, and other interesting people in an informal atmosphere. We discuss their background, what they do, and how they got there, and anything else that may come up. So sit back and relax, and enjoy the show. Let's get started. Alright, welcome back to the show, everybody. So, again, my name is Brian Macbeth, um, and... This is going to be our next show. So my next guest uh, is a huge soccer fan, started a company with a mobile soccer pitch, and then was able to build that into a venue by the same name that is a soccer lot. My guest today is Ian Mormon, or Mormon, is that right? Mormon, Mormon, yeah, Mormon. just like the religion. Okay, awesome. Mormon. All right, well, thank you for coming on the yeah. show, Ian. Yeah, absolutely, Brian. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So um, I've, I've obviously been a big follower of you for some time now. Um, and been able to, I've actually been able to utilize your facility a couple times to, you know, holding stuff for like uh, youth soccer. Um, I actually haven't been able to participate there uh, or play there myself, but I've always been interested in it. It's just sometimes it's a traveling thing for me. So um, moving on, uh, going into our kind of our first question, though, is uh, have you always been a big soccer person? Yeah, I've always been a big uh, player and fanatic of it. Um, you know, just as a young kid, always played, uh, went over to Europe and played for um a summer which was really eye-opening and um played competitively throughout my youth and into college and still play and uh you know i love the game i love playing being out there with the guys and you know everyone that i meet um usually love the people i meet on the field and off that are associated with soccer uh both in fan groups and, and people that play on the pitch so uh, yeah, I just think it's a great sport. Uh, brings a, a, a global aspect to you know uh, the world, and, and uh, you know just interesting facts about people. And uh, you know you learn a lot about someone just by who, what teams they support and how they play on the field. So uh, yeah, then always it's just part of my life, and uh, so I, I made it a business basically. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? Especially uh, if you have that you know, business acumen too. But uh, I mean, I know you talked about playing over in Europe and not a lot of people are able to play over in Europe. Usually you see a lot of, because uh, your you know, soccer on the other side of the world is so much bigger than it is here and it's so much more competitive. Um, so you actually almost see a lot yeah. more people coming from there to play over here towards the end of their career versus any of our, you know, any Americans really going over to Europe to play. Right, and it was a uh, it was in high school. Uh, it was kind of an invitational uh, team that was built out of a lot of different players from around the country at different age levels. And uh, the concept we we participated in several uh, training programs of clubs like Manchester United, uh, Liverpool, uh, and then we would go around the stadiums and we participated in several tournaments uh, around in Denmark, Germany, and England. So. Um, it was just a, a really eye-opening experience to compete against uh, kids our age when we thought we were really good American kids going over um, and frankly getting our, 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 our butts handed to us. But it was eye-opening, the level of focus and commitment that uh, players their our same age were, were doing with the game. So uh, that's what I took away with it. But also, I, that's where I found the game was five aside is, is in England uh, in Manchester 
the, the five-a-side pitches are all over the place, and the game is, is played pretty regularly. Whereas coming from the United States, we'd always play on 11 and 11 v 11 or 3 v 3 fields, but you know it's, it's kind of ingrained that you know we that's how we play the game, right? You, you go to a big soccer field, you have big goals and need 11 players, and and um, you know they have a different approach. Where it's you know go to it's almost like where you have all the basketball courts all around cities, urban environments, even suburban environments where kids just show up to the field or the court and play basketball, right? Well, that's kind of what happens in, in Europe, and, and I got to witness that at a young age and loved it. Um, so I've always loved, like, this indoor game, um, small-sided games, and it's kind of always stuck with me and, you know, five aside and, and really thought, like, hey, we could, we could introduce to the United States and how people play and change, you know, not only team aspect where people come as a team, an organized team, but um, more of a pickup aspect. And so that's where we started our, our pop-up field just to kind of introduce the game and uh, introduce it as, you know, this is a different form of soccer and, and, and see what would pe- what, what people would take out of that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was successful in the beginning and and that's where we kind of kept going with it. So, yeah, I know uh, even five aside, you know, because I have a pretty good uh, soccer background. I've uh, not done so much soccer stuff as lately, but I know like I was studying it really intensely there for a little while too. And I know like five aside is really big down in even uh, South America. And like you were saying, it just, it's mm-hmm. not a big thing here in the states. Um, but like you were saying, you know, like you know basketball, you know, you have. 3v3 basketball where it's usually just 5v5 but yet the you know five aside soccer has not been as big of a deal in this area but yet soccer is really you know has really exploded over the last couple of decades um especially you know us being from the Kansas City area you know where we have a, a you know a pretty good team most years and just the skill level from you know playing five aside as a youth seems to be so much different because there it does involve a lot more controlling the ball and um, foot skills where uh, most American soccer it seems to be more of a passing and moving type of um, I guess technique and not necessarily like you you'll they'll control the ball but they control it as a team not as individuals and I, mm-hmm. I, I think I just kind of contribute to that to a lot of maybe like the football style of playing where you know there is a lot more passing and that's what people want to see they're not so used to seeing a individual person like a ronaldo or a messi or you know even a, a, like a zlatan you know where they just hold the ball and they they're using their foot skills to make those people miss so i mean five aside is definitely something that is definitely i think needed as far as american soccer goes <laughs> yeah well i mean it kind of you, you brought up some good points and, and one of the biggest uh things that I think uh, kind of holds us back as a, as a nation in, in the game is, is our creativity uh, and teaching that in, in young kids. And so on, a, on a developmental level, for young kids, uh, five-a-side is great because there's just more touches on the ball in a game setting. Uh, and so the, that's dribbling, passing, shooting. Uh, so then, and, and you have to be creative in such a small space, right? So you have to learn to move on it with the ball and without it. So into space, you got to check in, check out, 
Um, it's extremely important in, in part of the game, and you have to take people one on one. You they, you can't hide from the ball uh, with by the slide. So that, the second aspect is just recreational. It's just really fun, you know. They everyone likes to score a lot of goals, and and again have the ball at their feet. So uh, with by the side, that 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 number of touches goes up. Uh, and and so you know with the soccer lot, we it was there's kind of two things that we aim to do is. One, develop a, a new way of doing our leagues on uh, youth level and, and uh, adult recreational level. Uh, so we, we try to make it a very social event for at both those levels um, and mostly for the adults. So we, we add on things about, you know, we have a shirt, a custom shirt. We give out a shirt to captains. Uh, we have score sheets where teams can enter. We have a golden boot at, at the end of each session. We have a trophy that you know, you win, you get your name on. We have pictures of winners uh, throughout the, 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 the venue um, just to celebrate them. But, um, you know, we give out drink coupons for the winner each night so they get to hang out and, you know, talk about the game, talk about what's going on with their lives and, and develop that camaraderie that comes around with the team, uh, which I think is extremely important. But uh, on the other side of it is we do a lot of pickup games, and that's uh, really important to our brand. And pickup is, is kind of what it sounds like. You just show up and you play. And you don't have to have a team to play. Um, it's just like going out to the park or the field when you were a kid and, yeah. and you know just playing with the ball. And I think that's an important aspect of not only just developing the game, developing our brand, but uh, bring, uh, creativity to, to players. You know, so the more they play, the better. Yeah, yeah no, and I've, I've, you know, like I said, I've followed you guys for a long time and seen a lot of that stuff that you, uh, you were just talking about, and it's really cool to see because, like, I've played, uh, you know, in a lot of other recreational adult leagues, and they just, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of places don't have that type of stuff. Um, but I mean, a lot of what you're just saying actually kind of helps uh, me lead into my, I guess, my next question is, and that's, uh, what compelled you to start a mobile five aside company? That, um, well, you know, uh, so I, I, I spent 10 years in finance prior to, uh, the stock a lot. And during the mobile part, it was kind of like, you know, I had this big vision of opening up a, a venue and bu- building a venue and, my, uh, first business plan started putting everything together. And, uh, said, man, this is, this is way more money than I want to get involved. And I don't even know if this is going to work. So, uh, refine the business plan. And came up with the idea of making a mobile field or coming up with the mobile field and actually built a, our first prototype field. I actually built out plywood and two by fours and we did a small youth tournament, uh, up in the, the Northeast area of Kansas City. And, uh, but I quickly realized that the, the field that we made was, uh, too cumbersome to, to lug around and, and probably not the safest ordeal. So, but, what came out of that was I posted a bunch of pictures from that and somehow uh, a company in England saw us and reached out to us with, uh, they, they had a mobile pitch, mobile side side pitch. So we started talking to them and, and um, got everything lined up and they sent it over. And, and really the mobile idea was to test and introduce the game. So again, you know, I didn't know if people were going to, you know, our demographic at that time was adults, adult players, and uh, 
We didn't know if people were going to like the game because it was so different, because there was a lot of different rules to it. Uh, and, and also, it was just a way for us to figure things out, like figure out how to, you know, as a, as a new business, how, how are we going to take money for a mobile field? You know, what, you know, what do we want uh, the rules to look like? What's, what's our process for making teams and registering teams? And so it was a, not only opportunity to, start building our brand on the customer side, but also just figuring out the operational side of things. So we did that, trying to think of dates right now. I believe it was 2015 that we started that. Um, And we did that uh, spring, summer, and fall, uh, and mostly at Roanoke Park in Kansas City. But we did some other locations just as a showcase. Uh, we had a street tournament, a two-street tournament at a Martini Corner, uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, and again, that was just about building our brand and building our yeah, and email strip and, and marketing, uh, some pictures, and uh, and then but the, the, always the goal was to to land in a more permanent space if we like to do it. That was the other thing. We didn't even know if we wanted to keep doing it. So yeah. And I guess that's uh, probably where, for I guess that's probably where like the mobile aspect was like, okay, this doesn't work. We can just move on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without spending a, uh, it was a, a proof of concept. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I mean, and that's what the good thing about, I guess the soccer community, like you were saying that, you know, a European company actually seen you. I mean, and if you're branding yourself you know, properly that, you know, the entire world will see it, especially when it comes to soccer, because uh, I know there's a big soccer convention for coaches that I've gone to a handful of times. And I mean, just that community and seeing everybody come together is really incredible. Mm-hmm. Whether, you know, you're new to soccer or old to soccer, I mean, people are willing to help people out in soccer. Cause I mean, soccer does kind of bring the world together. Um, so, and yeah. So, and you were talking about, uh, what were some of the, like the big struggles then that you had with having the mobile side of that then? I mean, I know you talked about like the, um, I guess some of the other struggles you talked about some of the stuff like, uh, you know, you originally made it out of two by fours and it was very cumbersome. Um, and there was a couple other things you talked about, but like, was there something that really stood out to you, I guess, as a big struggle about even building that up? Oh, the, the, the biggest struggle was just the, the physical toll. Uh, so it wasn't just me setting up. I have a great guy. And if you've ever been to the, the venue, you've probably seen him. His, his name is Scott. You know, I've known Scott for a long time. and I kind of roped him into this whole thing. And he's been with me since the beginning. So he would help out. But the, the biggest struggle is, yeah, we would you know, take about an hour, hour and a half to set up and break down. We had lights and everything, but that had to be done two, three times a week. So yeah. physically, I mean, it was, it was, uh, we got pretty good at it, but we also got very fit from it. And some of those days in the summer, being in Kansas City, as you can know, some summer days are just not that enjoyable. Yeah, very hot and humidity is over yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was physically exhausting sometimes getting it all set up logistically and playing surface would always change. You know, we weren't, guarantees you know there would be rock or you know uh you know dogs get get it so it was it was a constant maintenance uh with that uh that was that was a huge struggle for us uh just ongoing the second one was you know working with 
you know, just under like learning, like how to get our name out there, um, and how to how to market it to the right people. So uh, that that was not a you know a struggle. It was just more of a learning process for us. Uh, just being a mobile facility, it was pretty funny. Roanoke Park. I don't know if you've been there, but it's a fairly large park, and we would move it around, uh, and people would always laugh at how you know it'd be here one day here another day here another day yeah uh, and i was just trying to rotate so we maintain graph all summer yeah so um and i guess that kind of leads i mean you said that your goal was uh, originally to have a venue so eventually that kind of led you know you do have a venue now so how did that i guess you getting that venue finally come to i guess uh, a lot uh, of a lot of uh, diligence or uh, persistence and a little bit of luck, I guess. There's a little bit of luck in everything, I think. But, uh, yeah, we were we were always looking for spaces uh, that can accommodate, you know, at least two fields. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to be, we wanted to be close to downtown. You know, I know that was, at the time, um, a little contrarian. Because uh, most of the youth soccer is downtown, but uh, I, I felt a strong connection to Kansas City and the downtown area, and felt like something would really thrive in that area. So yeah, we were always looking has. for venues and uh, industrial space. The thing about most industrial spaces is uh, they're they're extremely filthy, and they they don't have kind of the customer requirements that code needs, like in terms of bathrooms and entrances. Uh, so it was kind of a struggle finding it. We looked at tons of places and all over Kansas City. And um, we actually, I think it was in between my daughter's soccer games that we drove by our existing, our, our current location um, down the crossroads area. And the door was open and they had to sign up and we just walked in. I said, this, is, this can work. Uh, so once we, we started that, we, I, I had a pretty much a business plan uh, working and um, and that I would constantly adjust. And I just started plugging in the numbers and plugging in the, the plan uh, with the location specific and, and how to reach customers in that area and where people would come from. And um, yeah, and then things started rolling. We, we had a lot of help from... Uh, Peter Sloan at um, 360 Architects. Uh, he helped us with, you know, laying it out. Uh, learned a lot about the process of the working with the city. Uh, a lot of people thought there's no way to put soccer fields in in, in our current location. So it was a it was a, uh, a an opportunity to you know show people what we were looking at doing and, and bringing. Yeah not only a soccer venue to the crossroads area, but also, you know, family area, uh, family center to, to the, the crossroads. And, and we do, we bring families from all over Kansas city area, um, and, and young adults into the area. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty good, but yeah, it was, a, it was a long process. It just took us, uh, maybe seven years of just kind of working at it different locations plugging in misses um so it was just long persistence i guess when it when it works though when it all comes together it, it works just right 
I mean, so I mean, and yeah, I've, I've been like I said, I've been to the facility, and it is a great looking facility because and you didn't overpack it because like I've been to some places where they kind of cram like they try to make as big of a field as they can, and then there's not a lot of mm-hmm. space for spectators, and you guys have you know the two fields. And it's not like it's a huge facility, but you have your two five-a-sides fields, which, I mean, five-a-side field don't, doesn't need to be huge, but then you have tons of space mm-hmm. for spectators to just kind of hang out, you know, and have that social experience, which is really nice to see. I mean, like, when I walked in the first time, I'm like, yeah. man, this place is incredible. So, um, I, I guess... Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, and then, so, what, are, do you, what do you have as far as struggles, as far as managing a venue? Uh, well, there's always a maintenance issue. I mean, not an issue. There's just like constant maintenance that we we're trying to do. I, you know, it is a warehouse, and it's an old warehouse. But you know, I want I want people to walk in and and still see a clean facility. So we're we're always trying to uh, you know keep the place looking nice. Uh, fields, we always want safety on the fields. So we're always doing things around the space too. To, to maintain a level of um, uh, a, a good level of presentation, so that that's one um, thing that we just didn't think about. You know, like uh, like struggles on. You know, there's a lot of overhead, so we gotta maintain that. And then the other is, uh, um, I think when we go into when we first came up with the concept, I didn't want I didn't want to like a just a facility you would go to just to play your games and leave. You know, that wasn't really my idea of it. Um, I wanted a social space that people would use, you know, especially our, our real target adult players uh, to hang out and socialize. So uh, at first we just, we, you know, we built out the bar and, and uh, then we quickly learned all the things that people want to go around with it serving beer after the game is, is just not enough so we had to come up with ways of serving food and what people would like and adjusting you know our stances and um, you know adding TVs that make it more of a comfortable uh, social space and, and people will hang out longer or you know maybe even come on nights that they're not even playing they just want to watch a game and hang out so yeah uh, learning that um, you know managing Managing games, uh, we want to make managing game personalities is not always a struggle, but there are times where we, you know, have to really take a proactive measure on you know, just pick up or uh, in our league games, take it very serious that you know, our brand isn't going to be where you could get away with anything and we're not going to let it slide. We want to maintain a, a culture of anyone could play. So uh, on our pickups, if teams aren't respecting the pickup mentality or players, we do have to regulate that sometimes. And, and on the other side, if we have teams that just can't, you know, seem to work out with you know our rules and how we want to, how we play the game, uh, uh, then you know, we're going to have to regulate that. So sometimes that could be a struggle, but it's also an opportunity. Yeah. So I mean, and it looks like you guys have done a spectacular job because I know even uh, you were talking earlier about the um, some of the the you know the, like doing the shirts and the trophies and stuff like that. And like I've even seen uh, you guys post stuff about uh, I think when you do in the pickup games, like when somebody gets to a hundred games, like you 
post them up on yeah. social media. And I think that's kind of cool as well. Yeah. And I mean, well, it's, it's you know, customers rewards and everyone, everyone likes a reward, but we do like there, we have, I think Jesus is still in, uh, but we have different levels. We have a, you know, we, we reward players for coming a hundred times. And then we have a, uh, we have a 250, 500, and a thousand. I think Jesus is still up there uh, near 300 somewhere, but uh, and he's been coming since the beginning. But yeah, people people really go after that. They'll come, they'll come in and say, "Where am I? At? Where am I at?" And I'm like, "You got five left to, to reaching the Century Club, which would be a uh, hundred. And I guarantee you, they will be there every day to try and get that five hundred or that first hundred. Um, yeah. So, and there's some benefits and rewards around it. We also do a legacy program for teams that want to sign up for multiple sessions and a way to give back to them is we, we give them a discount on each of the sessions, but we design a logo for them. Nice. Um, and then they could get custom t-shirts and, and uh, things like that. And, and so that, that's been pretty cool that people like. So you have some teams that just have their own shirts and their own logo that printed off. Um, cool. something special for them and uh, the trophy is pretty cool we, we we made it ourselves it's just a it's a tag painted with you know gold plaques on it yeah, nice uh, team names all, all, actually I think all the way from being outside oh really um, and then yeah we have pictures of teams that have won the, the championships both on youth level and and uh, the adult levels on the league uh, posted at the soccer lot you know, holding up the trophy. We do an end-of-season tournament that comes along with the, se- the session and people like that. So there's basically two ways to win. Uh, so, yeah, we, we try to make it not, again, you just don't come in and play. It's, I'm, I'm really big at creating an environment and a community uh, where people are like, yeah, that's, that's where I want to play. Yeah. And so, uh, and uh, I want to create a sticky culture, too, where – you know, if I if I woke you up in the middle of the nap and told asked you where, where the best place to play soccer was, you wouldn't have a hes- hesitation and you would play the soccer lot. So, yeah, um, that's kind of how we we try to focus on our customer approach uh, at different levels. Okay, I mean, and I love the just how what, how you guys go about doing it. And so, I mean, I know you said you even have it for youth and adults. So. Youth soccer is obviously huge in America, but not a lot of people think about, you know, playing as an adult, like where I didn't, like I played as a youth, but then I stopped probably when mm-hmm. I was about 13. And then I didn't realize that there was these adult leagues. So I didn't even start playing until I was probably like almost 26 or something like that. Uh, Cause I didn't think yeah. adult leagues were a thing. So as far as your venue goes, what's, do you focus more on one or the other or are they both pretty much even which one does better uh we focus a lot more on the adults right now uh just for a couple different reasons adults uh you can will play uh year-round uh you know we have we have year-round adult leagues uh youth uh really big in the winter and then it tapers out as, as a lot of the youth teams go outside and then we focus on camps or pickup games for the, the youth or training. Um, and two, you know, it's kind of with the adults, um, 
it just was kind of where our brand was at the beginning and yeah. how we wanted to create like an environment, a social space. Uh, so that was our, our important demographic to start. And as we grow, uh, we've been branching more towards the youth games and youth settings and, and birthday parties and events like that. So in leagues, so yeah. we definitely have both components, so we treat them a little bit differently. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm sure adults, uh, you can schedule games a lot, a little bit later in the evening too, and that's how you have a better chance of adults still yeah. showing up. Yeah, yeah, we we we. <laughs> We do have some late games, but uh, we, we tell everyone you'll have one, at least one late game, uh, but we never go past midnight. Uh, that was something I was very serious. Uh, I played in places that will schedule you, you know, in a Sunday night league when you're in at 12 a.m. Yeah. And you're just like, I can't do that, right? But, nope, um, I'm out. <laughs> so we, we made a commitment to, to not do that. And uh, we hold. Pretty, I mean, we haven't been it, we haven't done it yet. I don't see why we will yeah. start doing it, but yeah, some pretty late games, and the adults will do those, and which is a big, big. All right, so um, I guess you know you always had a plan of eventually having a venue. So, are there any plans for the future, like maybe you know, having other venues within the city, or even trying to venture out to other 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 cities? Uh, yeah, initially the plan was to go out to other cities. Um, right now, uh, we're looking at a space uh, that will combine indoor and outdoor fields. And um, kind of, we're probably a little far off on that, but that's, that's kind of the plan that we're working on. Uh, and I, I don't know if that will look like we'll have two locations or we'll just have the one more expanded location. But uh, mm. that's kind of the plan. And um, yeah, to, to keep growing our leagues where we're currently at, um, expand some of the programs that we're currently doing. Um, we've had we've had interest in, in surrounding areas to kind of branch out our brand, and just I don't know, I don't want to grow too quickly. I guess it's a, it's a lot to to learn managing a venue. Yeah, I can't really wrap my head around expanding to another location just yet. Um, so that's that's where we're at. But yeah, it's always it's always to grow, right? So yep. uh, hopefully everything going on currently will you know, we'll we'll work our way out of this and, and continue to grow and, and uh, have a lot of fun on the field. That sounds fantastic. So uh I always want to try and finish up the show. All right. I'm going I'm going to always finish up the show where I want to ask you what your biggest accomplishment you would consider is, and it doesn't have to be, you know, any, any things that we've discussed. It can be just a completely different thing you would say. Well, I always joke when people ask that. And if you, since you've been to this space, I'll give you the joke one first. Uh, Our biggest accomplishment that we've, we've done is at the space. If you've ever been there, we have plants and there's been, there's plants all over the place, kind of divides it out. Uh, biggest accomplishment is we somehow managed to keep those plants alive uh, for five years. Nice. And I can't keep a plant alive at the house to save <laughs> my life. So that I take as a big accomplishment uh, and a shout out to my team for helping me do that. So it's kind of, it's just a funny one that literally those plants are still hanging out with us. And it's, it's pretty, it's a miracle that we, we were able to do it. Um, 
you know, the biggest accomplishment was bringing in the, the facility to fruition. And it was, uh, it was just kind of a vision I had and a dream. And I was persistent. And um, I didn't do it alone. I had a lot of support. But, uh, uh, but the persistence and determination to get it done was, uh, was a huge accomplishment and a big kind of turning point uh, in, in my life and, and, and making it happen. So uh, it's really rewarding when people come in and tell me how much they love the soccer lot and what it means to them and uh, the, seeing the social connections that it's created in, in the Kansas City community, uh, Kansas City soccer community, and, um, and that's what it was all about. So it keeps it keeps showing itself, and, and, and that I think is another achievement there. Uh, we're bringing people more together through soccer, so that was a huge goal. All right, and, and like I said, you've done a fantastic job with the place, and I mean, and I even now that you mentioned the plants, I'm like, oh yeah, there was plants there. I remember seeing those, and like, it actually does, I think, help kind of make the place not seem like you said like a warehouse or uh, yeah. very industrial, and it makes it seem a little bit more social. Where you know a lot of these other venues don't have that type of stuff. It's just all right. You're gonna come here and play soccer and get out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. Again, I just I want to thank you for coming in on the show again. Um, and I guess go moving forward, uh, you find you guys at the soccer lot. Uh, it's down there, like you said, in the crossroads area of downtown Kansas City. Um, and I highly recommend everybody check it out. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you reaching out and the opportunity to come on and, and talk about you know how we grew and what we're doing now and what we have in the future. So I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for your time. All right. Thank you. So, Thanks, Brian. Going forward, you know, I plan on having several other guests. Thank you again for checking out the show. And until next time, we will talk to you later.